0: Happy Thursday, everybody! Sherm here, the crazy agent. Hope you're having a fantastic now. The moment that you listen to this, we're going to be talking about social media, and more so specific, and let you uh, in on. I recently had applied to speak at the social media. Houston, um, literally last night I applied for it. Now, there's some people that I know that have spoken at in the past, so the people that I've connected with that I really turn to as, as they give out advice to businesses and nonprofits and other organizations to be able to uh, deliver their social media um, strategies and um, develop their overall posting and content. And so these are people that um, I, I find to be just experts in the, in, in the arena. And so uh, I wanted the opportunity to speak for the perspective of social media in a compliant world. As you know, I'm speaking that at um, the Society of Human Resource Management, the Gulf Coast Symposium, this upcoming April. And so I wanted to be able to, um, this Social Media Day Houston is actually going to be in June. So just kind of jumping off of the previous um previous speaking uh, engagement. And so I thought it'd be really valuable to be able to go from the perspective that um, it becomes valuable for an organization, even if you're in a very hybrid compliant arena, to figure out what you can do. There's there's all the no's, and, 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 and they're there for specific reasons or specific regulations and rules and laws. What can be done, though, so if you treat it like marketing, let's say, like a postcard Treat it from the same perspective. If you wanted to put something like that out, how could you do the exact same thing, but now you're going to post it up on Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn? I think there's huge opportunities there for organizations. One of the platforms I think a lot of businesses can be using right now to be able to show their story, to be able to show their company culture, to be able to um, really show people they are, especially as they attract talent really from college, from other organizations, they can showcase who they are through the power of video on LinkedIn. And so I think there's really a lot of great opportunities for organizations to be leveraging that tool either by having um, a LinkedIn business page or by creating content, having articles, posting up videos. In order to have their own story be told, as you start creating more videos, I think it almost becomes inevitable that you're going to create a YouTube channel to be able to have an archiving of all your video content. It just become kind of makes sense just based on um, all that video content. You don't want it to go to waste. You want to be able to have it there, and people want to binge consume your content. Now they have a place for it as you create a lot of articles, if that's really one of your areas of expertise, now all of a sudden you have the opportunity to maybe even make a medium, or to be able to create a blog, to be able to, again, have another chance to be able to put more content out there that people, if they want to binge consume it, they now can. When it comes to being able to push the envelope, I think it comes down to understanding what do you ultimately want? What's the strategy here that you wanna be going after in order to be telling your story? Who's the audience that you're trying to attract? And by being able to really hone in on who that is that you're speaking to the audience, you're gonna be able to then deliver content, you're gonna be able to deliver a strategy, you're gonna be on the right platforms that make sense. At the same time, if you think that your organization is gonna be around in 10 years, you wanna start putting in different decisions in order and different strategies in order to make your content relevant in 10 years. I think about a lot of people that, you know, missed the envelope on, you know, email marketing, although you can still have value with it today. It's just not as easy as it once was back in the in the 90s when everybody was reading their emails, like literally every single email, even though it was could have been you know, marketing and sales related, people still opened them up and they still read them because it was new, there was something exciting about it. I'd say that the same thing is right now, and it's quickly changing that people are consuming content in, in digital format, right? Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, etc., and, and that might slowly start shifting as people's attention starts waning. Um, the you look at the overall strategies that you have. And this one is just one of the envelopes that's going to require time. At the same time, it's maybe a shift of mindset where you're going, okay, so now what we're going to do, how we're taking photos before of what was happening in the, in the year with our organization, now we're going to post it. So that's something that's new. Before we just had it, take, we took photos in order to send it uh, internally for an internal memo, now we're going to take that internal memo and create it into a bunch of posts that's going to be then seen externally to people that we care about and that we want to be able to build an audience with. That's how it starts shifting that mindset where you might already be doing a lot of those things already, it's just that you're now posting it onto a different platform. And that's really where the social media strategies start getting away from the compliant heavy no's to the compliant strategy of and guidelines of saying yes. Sherm's out. All right, part two of Social Media Thursday. I wanted to give some specific strategies that can be done. So just run with me on this one. I'm going to try to give some specific strategies in a particular industry, and then I want you to extrapolate that content, that backbone, and see how that would fit for you. So let's say for example i 'm a realtor in, in a real estate marketplace, but i 'm in commercial real estate so i'm i 'm not looking to talk to you know Jane and jo, um, Joe Smith that are going to buy their first house or they 're going to refinance into another house i 'm going to really talk to you know Mr. and Mrs. Smith that are commercial owners either of their own property or want to get into their own property or businesses that their job or their role, one of their investments is to get into the commercial space. So what I'm going to first do is have a look at, I'm in a specific community and I'm going to want to be able to create a podcast specifically talking about the healthiness, the vibrancy of commercial real estate. And then number two is I want to think about what's what goes on the commercial real estate person that's going to want to invest in the business. So, so think of it from this perspective. If I'm if I'm looking for a piece of commercial real estate to buy, I'm a buyer. I might, and I'm not from the area. I don't know it as well as you do. That I might want to know what businesses are around town. Maybe you can be interviewing the local chambers of commerce. Maybe you could be talking to uh, the local hospitals. Think about those major anchors that exist within, an, within a community that bring in jobs. Maybe it's the largest in the pool area in town. Maybe it's a manufacturing arm. Um, these are different things that can um, have value. And I would have the frequency of my podcast um, at least weekly, so that way I'm pu- pushing out 50 to you know 55. Episodes every single year. The reason why I doubled up is maybe there's a f- couple Fridays where I'm gonna do more than one um, as I'm interviewing different individuals. Now for myself, for simplicity, I would make it at a specific time. I'd have it every Friday at eight o'clock, I'd have two people on docket to talk to me for about 15 minutes each. And then that way, if someone has to cancel, I'll still have that meeting kept, I'll have that podcast being created. I don't want the I don't want the off chance that the podcast is not being created at the same time. Maybe there's, I, I'm, I'm creating a, a list of content that I want to be able to share with the, with the overall community. Again, thinking about this commercial real estate person, I have this piece of a podcast that I'm creating. Now, because I'm creating that content, is there an opportunity to buy a dictation service and outsource or export that audio into a text format? It might cost a little bit of money. And so it just it, it's, it's whether you think your audience wants a black and white copy of that, and if from a compliance perspective you're allowed to do that in your um, within your within the company that you uh, that you're with. If you're a broker, maybe you have a little bit less of a of a hand uh, overarching hand from a compliance perspective. Or if you don't like the the black and white piece of paper, then maybe then don't do that. Um, at the same time, I'm doing a podcast where I'm bringing out content. Is there an opportunity that I can get another cell phone, I can get a camera, and I can now record it? I can also do a Facebook Live. I can do an Instagram Live. I can do a YouTube Live. I can do Periscope, which is through Twitter. I can do a live.me. But again, I'm thinking about my audience, and their their range is probably, you know, average age in the mid-40s or low-40s. And so some people are going to be totally apt to want to watch it on a Facebook. Other people will have no care in the world. But can I take some of that content, whittle it down into like a one-minute, two-minute clip, and then share that on LinkedIn? So all of a sudden, that one podcast that I've created on a Friday, just for thirty minutes, now I'll take let's say another half hour to distribute it and you know put the hashtags when I'm posting um, my pod, my podcast on whether whether it's Facebook or Instagram or or LinkedIn. But maybe what I do as well is I've I've Videotaped it and then on the weekend, I'm going to take some of my time and I'm going to then edit that longer video of you know 15 or 30 minutes and I'm going to put that into um, a post and maybe that might be on LinkedIn, maybe I would be on Facebook and it's just going to be a one or two minute teaser. To get people to listen to the podcast full length, and so what's going to have What I'm going to do is I'm going to put a link either to you know Apple uh, Podcast or to Linktree. I like Linktree because it it ends up going to a multitude of just different links, and they can just click on the ones that that fit your fancy. And and but I'm going to put that inside the post if it's Facebook or if it's LinkedIn, so that way people can instantly, instantaneously click that link and automatically go to the feed. Um, Instagram doesn't allow you to do that, just so you're aware. Um, right now, in January 2019, I don't know if they'll change that feature going forward where hyperlinks are, are um, able to be u- utilized at the same time, if I have this wonderful piece of content when, I, when I'm interviewing other people, professionals in the commercial real estate space, is there a chance that I can tag them? Can I tag their business? Again, I'm, I'm piggybacking on their following, on their digital presence as well. At the same time, can I share this piece of content with them and they can then post it out. And again, they might tag me on it and, it, and it's just another one of those um, f- touches where we're being connected in, in the digital space. Okay, so I got this podcast, and so all all that I'm doing from a simplicity perspective is I'm creating content once a week, and it's going to be 15 to 30 minutes, and I might upload the entire video into YouTube, unedited, completely raw, and there's going to be people that want to watch that format because it's not been curated. They can just watch it at their pleasure. The other thing that it does for me is it allows me to start creating a, an archive of content that when someone finds me and they want to binge consume content and know about me and who I am, there's going to be so much content, they're going to automatically assume that I am someone of of either a bit of a specialist in this particular space. Also, I don't need to get technologically super savvy. All that I've done is I've done a podcast, which again, I can download an app Called Anchor on my phone, I can press record, I can create the, um, the, the caption, not the, the captions, the, the title, I can put a description, and then it automatically gets distributed by Anchor to a multitude of just different podcasting platforms. And that becomes extremely powerful as you start thinking about how that's going to um, put you on the map. Now again, I'm a commercial real estate broker. I need to make deals today. I cannot create, I cannot spend so much time on this social media content that is marketing really for, you know, down the road. It could be marketing in 6 months or a year that actually comes to fruition back to me. And so I want to make sure that I'm still doing all those things that's necessary. That's why I'm just putting a little bit of time into it, but that half hour every single week equates to 24 25 Hours. If let's say I do it for fifty weeks, I take two weeks off for for vacation. So I do twenty-five hours worth of content in the digital space. Twenty-five is better than zero. And and then fast forward that those three years, I have seventy-five hours worth of content. You're um, not, yeah. Let's say content that's um out there on YouTube, on LinkedIn, on Facebook all from a professional business perspective, me being a commercial commercial broker in the, real, in the commercial real estate space. That's how i put some teeth around the strategies of being able to work within a compliant arena and having specific strategies of leveraging some of these digital tools. Hopefully that's helpful and you can find out how you can extrapolate that for you and your business. Sherms out.